0: Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. Uh, My name is George Crowder. I'm one of the staff at Church Society. I'm the Regional Director for the North of England. Uh, This podcast is the first in a series of perspectives on church leadership, which we are broadcasting in the run-up to next year's Fellowship of Word and Spirit conference. Fellowship of Word and Spirit is a conference that has a strong foundation in Reformed theology and a generous spirit in listening and sharing ideas. In this next conference the subject is leadership and we'll be reflecting on some pertinent questions that arise from the Bible, from theology and from the world today. If you want to come it's on Monday the 30th of January to Wednesday the 1st of February and you can find more information and booking details on the Church Society website. Well, providing his perspective on church leadership in this podcast is David Pete, a member of Church Society who I often see at our Church Society
1: prayer meetings. David, welcome. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, great, George. It's lovely to be with you. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I'm qualified to speak on church leadership, having never really done it, let alone being ordained. Uh, so I'm going to enjoy this conversation and see where we get to. I'm going to enjoy it too. First of
0: all, let's let's hear a bit about you. Uh, can you give us, well, first a bit of your Christian
1: story? Okay, so I became a Christian in my teens at Emmanuel Church Northwood, um, and uh, basically things have gone on from there in the usual sort of undulating fashion that I guess is the experience of, of, of many of us. Uh, Marriage took us to Cambridge in the the end with my wife, Caroline, where she was a a head teacher. We were involved with St Andrew the Great and then went out uh, on the church graft to Christchurch, Newmarket Road with Steve Midgley. And we had the privilege of leading a home group there, which was uh, great fun. And uh, I was a warden for a few years as well.
0: Great. Uh, Tell us a a bit about where you are now. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, now I'm uh, sitting in, uh, as we record this, in my shed at Tarrington St Clement. Tarrington St Clement is a small conservative evangelical church uh, up in the north of Ely Diocese that has been sponsored by uh, St Andrew the Great, the Round in Cambridge for uh, many years. Uh, and Christchurch Newmarket Road has been associated with this parish as as well. So in retirement, it's been a project to come up uh, here and uh, to try and help uh, Robert Slipper, the uh, vicar here, in whatever ways we can.
0: And uh, you, you look out over the Wash, is that right?
1: Yeah, there's no parish between us and the Wash. I think half the parish was in the sea at one stage, um, <laughs> and uh, so so that that that's good fun. And it's but it's nice to be able to get up and. Walk and see the sea uh, very quickly from 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 here, even though it might flood us at some point. But there we go. Um, so I do various deanery and diocesan synod things, which um, yeah are pretty challenging, as you can probably gather at the moment.
0: I can imagine. Um, so you you're now retired. But tell us a little bit about uh, what what you did in your working life. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I started off um, in, in, in education and then uh, moved into the world of examination assessment and the last sort of 16 or 17 years or so uh, I was working um, as a higher education administrator um, back back in Cambridge so that was my, my work and I headed up with a colleague the administration of one of the major departments in the and, university. And you Done some research. Uh, you, yes. So, uh, so tell us uh, a, a bit about your research
0: your research areas.
1: And, and uh, uh, we, 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 which ones I did I've done a master's in science education and in educational assessment. But the main bit over the last few years has been uh, looking at um, higher education uh, practice, um, specifically in evaluation research and enhancement and um, My research work for my thesis looked at a change initiative within higher education and and its impact, and how you go about evaluating that sort of change, what factors uh, scaffold and inhibit change, i.e., the things that uh, make it. easier or smoother to go through. So you can look at things like communication and leadership and the materials and so forth that are available uh, and and also the things that that inhibit it. So lack of of, of buy-in, lack of personal profitability and that kind of thing.
0: Okay, that sounds extremely technical. Uh, Can you you explain, uh, well, uh, a little bit, uh, perhaps in, in simple terms, about some of the um, factors in leadership uh, of organisations that you uncovered and that you examined and analysed. Right. Yeah.
1: OK. So the, the, the main model that I deployed in all of this was, was associated with a thing called social practice theory and in particular uh, the work of Elizabeth Shove uh, and her colleagues, um, Elizabeth, an academic at Lancaster, although I never met her. Uh, Lancaster is where I did did, did my work. Um, and, and her model looks very much at uh, three things, at uh, what competences you've got in the particular area, what materials you've got there, and what meanings you have got there. Uh, and it looks at the sort of threefold links between those um three things, so you can imagine it as sort of six little circles with these uh, three things of competence, material and meaning on the corners, and then links in between them. How does the competence of a leader interplay with the materials that they've got available to them? What meanings are the various stakeholders in that practice attributing uh, to, to, to the whole, whole practice? So, in in church terms, for example, um, let's just think about home groups, Bible study groups for a moment. Um, Any vicar who's got more than one Bible study group in their church would be delusional if they thought they (laughs) or or both worked the same. Okay? Um, Because the competence of the leader in both their personal skills, in their theological understanding, in their educative, skills being able to put uh, truth over and draw other people out will be different. Um, The materials might look relatively similar, a video, a study guide, um, the Bible text itself of course, but the meanings that are attributed to those might be quite different. Some people might take the Bible study questions and just um, place them on one side and do their (laughs) own thing. Uh, Others might, um, you know, go to the commentaries or listen to a sermon that. You know, the vicar hasn't suggested, or whoever's running the home group hasn't suggested at all. So there are a whole variety of different ways the practice of home groups can be under, understood. And uh, this little simple model of competence, material and meaning is quite a good framework, really, to start digging into how things are going in a in a, in a church. And, yeah, of course, we want uh, leaders that reflect one Timothy and, and, and so forth, and, 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 and Titus, but it is very easy for these leadership issues to become over mm-hmm. And one of the things that this kind of practice model uh, can do is to uh, both make explicit some of the meanings in terms of, of power, but also depersonalise things a bit so we can look a bit more dispassionately at what's going on and avoid some of the aggro that is um, so uh, often emerges or emergent in the, in these kind of things. So that that's where, where, where my research took me in particular in this higher education context. But I don't think it's inapplicable in, in church. Obviously, there are limitations, obviously. Um, and, and one might want to, you know, question some of the, of the philosophical underpinnings of it but lie in marxism and so forth um but <laughs> nevertheless it's it's a good it, it is a, at a basic level a reasonable practical tool i think that you can begin to, to to look at
0: yeah i think often we're focused on the qualities of the leader not just simply competence but other things like character conviction commitment uh and not the interplay between the the, the qualities of the leader and the material and the the, the perception that the, uh, people have who are in the relationship with the leader so that is a, a helpful triangle with with a, with competence at the top material in the corner uh, and meaning in the other corner and thinking about what goes on between those three things yeah in, in leadership not simply that uh, that focusing on what the leader's qualities are so so that is already in effect, socialising the qualities of the leader and, and putting them into a, into a context, uh, which which is, I think, a, a very helpful perspective for for yeah. church. It's not simply the leader, but the leader in situ, the leader yeah. I- I engaged with the people with the material that is leadership. It's that's that's a very helpful
1: perspective indeed. And I think the other thing to, to look at is, and this again draws on Elizabeth Shaw's work, we'll display intellectual respectability by putting the proper reference on the website so that people can look it up if they want to. And because I don't want to be seen to be doing any form of plagiarism. The phrase is,
0: David, we'll we'll put that in the show notes, is that that?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's in the the show notes. But practices can be looked at at two levels. And again, you can look at what happens in a particular instance, in a particular home group, and that's a practice as a performance. Uh, which is a sort of representation of something at a higher level, what one might call, a what show calls, is a practice as entity. So you might have a generalised view of what, um, you know, a home group or Bible study group should look like. The vicar might have one. Mm-hmm. How it works out in each individual different um, group will be different. And we can't pretend that they will be the same. You know, some uh, one Bible study will teach the Bible far more uh, clearly than another group that teaches its members to feed on the word for themselves. Other groups will f- spend far more time in prayer than perhaps the minister uh, wants. But nevertheless, uh, all those practices of performance are in local instantiations of the practice as entity, uh, and they will be different. And I think that the, the issue for us in Churches is to say just because it's happening over there in that practice as performance, it doesn't mean it's happening in all the others that might superficially look the same. It will depend on the local uh, competences, the local materials, the local meanings in particular. Uh, And that's an important thing to uh, try and uh, get into our our heads uh, that that these things will, will be different. Um, and uh, induction is an extremely dangerous thing to deploy as a tactic in this. What do you, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, just saying that because such and such a practice is happening in X sort of church, therefore it's happening in en- anything that looks similar. Mm-hmm. So I um, could be more explicit, but I won't be, and you can edit that bit out. <laughs> um,
0: so I just want but, to. Pers- but Butting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just want to kind of
0: drill down and just get a really firm idea of what practice as entity and practice as performance means for us.
1: Right. For, uh, for okay. Us.
0: So for, so just let me try. Uh, so practice and practice as entity seems to be principles, um, not necessarily a, a platonic ideal. If I can use that term, that there's some you know perfect idea that is there that you're trying to approximate, but general, a general set of principles that uh, that make this a home group or make this a church uh, in that uh, nexus of the leadership being competent, uh, the competence materials of meaning, the relationship going on there. That The practice entity is a set of principles, whereas the practice of performance is what actually happens. Uh,
1: uh, I, I, I think that's right. I mean, you might sort of want to take as a practice as entity um, something like reform, conservative, complementarian, evangelicalism. That's let's use a set of long, long words um, that sort of describe the kind of churches that I guess a good number of people in the church society reform type renew type of networks would be would be used to but how that works out at each church will be different Mm -hmm. okay each practice's performance of a complementarian church or whatever will be different in some subtle ways because of the different meanings and competences that that are around there Mm -hmm. um and and so so what it means is that if you are looking to um, explore anything about a practices entity, you have to do a very, very great deal of fieldwork in different situations, in different contexts, in order to look for anything that is at the lower and deeper levels of meaning and, 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 and reality. Um, the work refers to this as sort of a structured ontology that you go down from what you actually see on the surface to what what's real to, to what's, um, you know, so, at the deepest level. So is, the is, is level. that,
0: in a sense, exploring the performance and trying to work out
1: how it relates to the entity? Yeah, and again, sometimes, you know, bits and pieces from a performance will then start... Changing the, the, the entity. Um, oh, I guess, you know, racing cars are the case in point. You know, one team um, develops some great new wizzo gadget that they can attach to their car to make it go faster or smarter and whatever. And then there is an issue over whether that affects the old entity, you know, the Formula One or whatever mm-hmm. rules. Um, so, but you have to do an awful lot of work in more social rather than technical uh, circumstances to work out what is act- actually going on.
0: Um. Uh, I guess uh, obvious case in point is uh, with the with with lockdown and Zoom and how that's effect- uh, and and um, you know te- technological advances uh, uh, and changes that have been forced on us how that's affected church. We're still trying to work
1: that out, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, and exactly, you know, and the the debates are going on, aren't they? Um, Of Do we keep going on full services or do we only now record our sermons um, because we want people actually to be meeting back together again? Mm. Or do we want to carry on doing the whole service because of our less mobile folk who or who work away a lot, uh, who need to join us in a a different way. All these meanings go alongside competences of techie and how much, you know, electronics you've got lurking around your your church to say, well, what is this practice of church online all about? Yeah, and different things emerge. I mean, one thing that I, you know struck me the other came at me the other day was well how does all gdpr impact on all of this Mm -hmm. and have people given their permission to be up online for um years and years buried in the internet you know and i suppose the issue of the australian football thing raised that one really you have to to enlighten me on that, that oh sorry um there is a, a church in australia so, so, somewhere um and it the chair of or, or some member of it uh, was appointed um chief executive of an australian rugby or sorry australian rules football team Um, his appointment lasted 24 hours until they discovered that um, his church was orthodox on sexuality and that was incompatible with their values. Um, Um, They discovered this by um, trawling through a sermon that was 15, 13 years old or something. you better take that lot out because that's waffle, waffle or we'll re-record it one or two. That's fine. No, no, that helps. So let's
0: just sort of pan back a bit so we've got leadership and that's not just the quality of the leader it's the competence of the leader the material that the leader has and the meaning that that bear, that brings to bear in the relationship with the people that are, are being led uh, and that um, has a practice as entity which is a set of uh, principles and understandings that is then applied uh, and that comes out on the ground as practice of performance this practice that's of right. performance has a life of its own and with changes, environmental changes, changes on the ground, things that just happen, uh, that can have an effect on practice as entity because it can change the whole uh, arena, uh, the whole climate.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean obviously there's a certain amount of goalkeeping in in all of that just because practices' performance changes in one instantiation doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to affect practices' entity because others will counterbalance it in different ways. So it's a it's a complex social practice as you try and investigate the influences of different stakeholders in, in, the, in the whole exercise. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I was going, really, that sort of guardianship,
0: goalkeeping uh I guess f- from a Christian perspective the the material doesn't really change. Well it shouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and and therefore we are always trying to understand the meaning of that material in the context we find ourselves in. And that that is the the competence yeah. of the leader is, is in doing that. And when, when we start to get away from that when it we start to drift. Then we get into trouble because we are starting to be dictated by environmental factors, which can change, uh, which 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 are co- simply performance and change. Co- correct.
1: Entity. Yeah. I mean, I think if you go back to our sort of running example of um, home groups and Bible study groups, some of the material obviously doesn't change. Um, it is the the Bible text that is in in in, in, in front of us. Mm-hmm. Whether you use written questions, whether you give people homework to do before or after, whether or not you use video, all changes the materials that you've 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 got in that 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 context, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and different practices of performance will use those materials in different ways because they will attribute different meanings to them. Um, some leaders might just instinctively hate the videos because they come from, I don't know, uh, that sort or, 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 or the other. Um, or they might far prefer to, to, to spend more time um, de- developing additional questions and, 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 and so forth. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. All these practices are constrained by uh, environment. Um, the pressures of changes of society values and 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 so forth and um we need to be attuned to those which is one of the um you know i think main challenges of of ministry is to make sure that uh, the people that um are leading your small groups your youth groups and so forth are theologically uh, competent um i was Struck by a comment from Kanishka Rathful at Renew recently, um, emphasising the importance in Sydney Diocese of well taught and vigorous and servant-hearted um, lay leaders in the, mm. in the churches as a backbone for for, for development and growth and. Um, I think that, that's hugely significant when it comes yeah. to uh, dealing with the, um, with the challenges that, that all of us face these days.
0: Yeah, that, that is a very interesting perspective to come out of this, um, that it's not simply the training of ordained leaders, it's the training of lay leaders, discipleship of people uh,
1: that is really key. Is that, is that what you're saying? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I going back to early days when we grafted out of St Andrew the Great to um, to, to Christchurch Newmarket Road, one of the significant movements, I think, was to get a whole load of people away leading on camps for a year or two. <laughs> because there is the issue that, you know, being trained as somebody to run a cipher venture or, or, or whatever does help to get an awful lot of doctrine and thinking clear as well as the practicalities of, of, of leadership and I think that that's enormously helpful. Um, I think there is a tendency that we have to be careful that this is probably just just, just me or whatever. I think we're apologetic sometimes in our circles of being clear that um, we we see it, you know, as sort of disrespectful to you know other people's views. If we, you know, are 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 clear on I don't know women's ministry or, or anything else like that, um, we have to be apologetic about it. Um, that I think leads to a dilution, which may well come home to roost in the next few months as we face the outcomes of living in love and faith
0: yeah i I think it's it's you can be clear and be humble i I think that we we fear that we are lacking in humility if we do not if if, if we speak clearly about yeah
1: i think i think that that, that
0: that's hot doctrinal issue yeah Um, um, but the thing is i i think that you just just landed on a little there was the importance of doctrine uh, an understanding about doctrine for 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 uh, people in churches uh, yeah. and where that is is weak or where that is poorly understood then we 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 have a an issue in uh, with making meaning out of the material
1: uh, yeah uh, absolutely and, and we're very good on our biblical theology about, you know, what this passage says and how it fits into the Bible's big picture. But sometimes the scaffold of systematic theology isn't there in which to put it in, in, in context. So uh, in conversation with one or two of my clergy colleagues and friends recently, I've been saying to them, well, if you gave your PCC a piece of A5 and a pencil and asked them to write down their uh, understanding of the gospel on it, what do you think you'd get? <laughs> you smile as I watch you on this, 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 this Zoom call. Uh, and I suspect that would be a fairly common reaction. There would be a distinct nervousness mm. about what would, 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 would come out. Um, and it may be a gap that we need to think about addre- addre- addressing
0: it's it's a a, it is a hobby horse of mine david i I smile nervously but the nervousness has has moved to action in the uh, in that i have spent considerable hours with pcc members and house group leaders teaching doctrine with them Uh, and 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 it is a a very eye-opening exercise in that i think a lot of people in churches of Christians lovely wonderful Christians committed have, have a fair number of gaps in, in their understanding that that they haven't had filled yeah and and it's there's quite a shallow sort of understanding of things which which means that when there is a successful model of a practice of a performance performance of practice they think well that works yeah <laughs> maybe it would work here uh, and which and the which, answer which,
1: is it may, but not, it may, may not. not
0: because there's this because you're making practices of performance into practices entities, yeah, and imposing it and not taking account of uh, material and meaning in context, correct? For which you so, need a deeper. Understanding of meaning, which in church is a deeper grasp of of, of how the whole Bible speaks to things, like, yes. which is systematic theology. Systematic yeah. theology is the whole of the Bible on on, on the whole of life, isn't it? it
1: yeah. It, so, so, so we need to we we need to look at that. And um, I have had some discussions on doctor with Doctor Gatus about this. <laughs> well. Um, we, I have had
0: some discussions with the staff team uh, 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 which are very exciting uh,
1: about, well, about I've this had very been, been, well, I think you've probably got a course that we'd like to put on video uh,
0: yeah we, we may well I don't want to over, to to overstep my status here and, and announce something in advance of it uh, being announced but that may be something <laughs> that might be coming that, that may be something
1: I've <laughs> talked to Lee about as well <laughs> Um, oh dear. <laughs> well, well, this is a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a scoop on, on the. Yes. Yeah, no, well,
0: I'd um, wonderfully come from discussing things from uh, your unique perspective, uh, uh, which I, I've always been very interested in, and, and looking at things that way and realizing from, uh, from a very professional perspective, and something that's nothing to do with church. And seeing a really help a, a, a really helpful thing, uh, seeing where the gap is, we've seen yeah. and derived that teaching doctrine to lay people is perhaps one of the most important things we can do. Right now.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you know it is just uh, one of those conferences. I will forever be grateful for the training I had as a student at uh, various. Camps and student groups and, and, and things that taught me those things and actually mm-hmm. have pretty much um, set me up for for for, for life and so um, and
0: yeah. that comes from seeing leadership not as a role but as a practice that is not simply about the leader but about the people there about the material yeah. that that the the the, the, the uh, group is based on which the churches is, is, is the word of God and the people of God seeing leadership as, as, as that uh, and then seeing that performance is, is is not, It performance is what comes out of an understanding of, of an entity, performance yeah. is not to replace entity and no, that, I think that right. um, I, I mean so we, we've just heard, you quoted uh, Kanishka Rafael, uh, a Sydney Anglican who's really helped us, there's some things that Sydney Ankin hasn't helped, Anglicanism hasn't helped us with, uh, and the onslaught of pragmatism is, is perhaps one of them. Uh, and that, that pragmatic view of this works, so let's try it in our place, is not a helpful thing in ministry. No, no. Uh, it, it can be a helpful thing, but rightly, you know, with the right care of yeah. people and the right care of about context and the and the right sensitivity about how we handle the Bible doctrinally. Uh, mm.
1: uh,
0: yes. I think I think that, that that's
1: come through very strongly in our move from, you know, obviously a large and fairly academic Cambridge congregation you know 2.4 degrees per head and that sort of thing to a more rural um, in, in environment where um, you know one has to do things differently and some things just are not deliberately transferable you know we work on in book groups where people don't read books <laughs> Uh, And therefore, you, in our book group things, you know, stuff, uh, material like Vaughan Roberts' excellent God's Big Picture with video and summary sheets and discussion notes alongside a book is a tremendously useful, different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the way to to look at things as one evaluates practices. In different instances, in different performances, I think perhaps one of the things we haven't touched on is the issue of uh, the the sort of Anglican model of leadership with the vicar as being the the the, the, the pivot, and how uh, you know another role of uh, an incumbent of a paid pastor teacher. Uh, is to look for competences elsewhere and this idea of plurality in, in, in leadership is perhaps uh, something that enriches the pool of competence around uh, the place that can can enhance practice going forward. So that's another uh, issue that could easily be looked at.
0: But I think, uh, reflecting on some recent uh, uh, writing and discussion about uh, how we select uh, and encourage particular people into uh, leadership roles that too has to be influenced by context and environment That's, yeah. you know, there isn't a particular uh, back to the beginning about competence, conviction, character and commitment and, and all those sort of things that we did look at if we look at competence, material and meaning in a particular local context the kind of person who, who we can encourage in in, a, in lay ministry is going to be different from place to place. Absolutely, That's a set model, and, and I think that, that is a very helpful perspective.
1: Hmm. We need to. Yeah. I think, particularly as the Church of England goes through all its machinations, not only over sexuality but over finance, what church leadership looks like in many conservative evangelical churches will need to change yes
0: um
1: what do we do about says he rather selfishly the rather isolated um conservative evangelical churches like ours that do face um you know the threat of amalgamation in the next Mm. um you know change of incumbency or or so forth what can other churches do to support that or do we have to look for 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 another model um that looks at the minister being house for duty and paid for from other sources trusts or you know some tent making as 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 well it's difficult but um the the trick will be to ensure the maintenance of that competence of of of, of, of character of learning of, the, of theology with the practical constraints of, of finance and um you know local numbers and everything else mm-hmm.
0: but i think what you've helpfully given us is a perspective for that uh, a, a perspective on leadership that is not simply about a leadership role but about a leader a leader in a relationship with material and and the meaning that is yeah understood by the people who were in in the church. Uh, and I think that is a very helpful perspective to use.
1: Well, I, I, I hope it's of, 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 of some value in looking forward uh, and perhaps just analysing particular situations. What is going on here? How are these factors play, playing out? Um, you know, is, you're the vicar. Is there someone else who is better placed, uh, more competent in this field uh, mm-hmm. than, than than I am? Um, what are the different materials? What meanings am I looking to develop here? Um, those are all the sorts of questions then. If you then sort of play around with the ideas, it's all messy. I think that's what one has got to, you know, emphasize on that the, the model might look simple, but its outworking is messy because all leadership and management and administration is profoundly messy, um, because you can you're never dealing with just just, just one thing. You might have you know, this priority today, but tomorrow it'll be something different. You might be flipping from looking at what's going on in your home groups to mm. oh, what do we do about you know the the the, the youth work or. Occasional offices or anything else like that. Where do we put our... It's all messy. uh, And um, uh, yeah, it's difficult to work work through. uh, But it is localised. And that's the important thing to recognise.
0: I think uh, as a regional director, one of my um, main bread and butter um, occupations is uh, meeting with local groups of, of ministers mainly, but not always all ministers, and encouraging them at least to collaborate and support one another because if a, a minister is in an isolated position with no particular co-leaders or, or people who are alongside in a plurality of elders in the church then uh, our our episcopal policy is that our, our main sort of partnership is is between churches and between ministers well, and association and, uh, and to encourage that uh, at the very least uh, has always been a passion of mine because I've been helped so much by it uh, it's it's a helpful level and someone yep. who is closer geographically does understand my context it's also been um, a very interesting thing in relation to church of Vitalization because uh, I'm involved a lot in that with, with Norm Norm, uh, yeah, the, the, our network of vitalization ministries which is there's a lot of a lot in that now nearly 160 people who are, who are networked wow. into that um, but yet to have people who understand that particular context of ministry, and it, and there are there are various kinds, that, you know, in revitalisation in a rural context is very different than a yeah. sort of extra urban context. But still, there's a, a, a sense of understanding and perspective that comes from that. That that is incredibly helpful and helps us to explore leadership and all the mess yeah (laughs) uh, I've just been reflecting on it lately Romans 16 is either ignored or obsessed about uh, isn't it depending on who you are Um, but but, uh, whatever we we ignore it or or, or obsess about what it says uh, it is clear that Paul was not his own And there was this whole network of people who he was very, very dependent on. And his ministry, he was not a lone wolf. He went from place to place, but he was always in a gang. Uh, And he he had this network of relationships that he he was constantly thinking about, accountable to, seeking for advice, consulting with. uh, And I I think if if that becomes our default, that will be a good thing that we think like that.
1: I, I mean, Paul was an apostle, obviously, which <laughs> makes him a little bit different. But yeah, I, I, I no but I, even I, as an yeah. apostle,
0: even as an yeah. apostle, he had that kind
1: of yeah, kind of yeah. background. Um, yeah, that's good. And I that's wonder good. if
0: our networks haven't really been that; they've been more of a a showcase for things that are successful on quite secular terms. To to <laughs> to look to those and think, oh, perhaps we could replicate that. Uh, rather than much more uh, a supportive uh, accountable uh, relationship uh, a collaborative relationship uh, uh, un- an understanding relationship between different contexts to encourage good leadership practices in uh, as they should be in, in different contexts
1: yeah i think that's a very helpful comment to, to or perspective to bring in this issue of training folk for adaptability mm. is perhaps something not we're, we're, we're strong on. What do we do if we look at most of our services uh, on on online? We see 25 to 30 minutes of sermon mm. punctuated if one's fortunate by a few um, PowerPoint slides, um, even if one's lucky by by an odd video clip. But is that the way that every congregation learns? Is that the best way to help them understand the Bible and to be fired up to serve Jesus? I wonder. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's quite a bombshell to. to yeah. To, 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 perhaps we should finish
0: on that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know certainly my my wife who spent 30 years leading leading schools would say do people actually learn by listening to a sermon for 30 minutes or even to to their affections
0: uh, it's um returning to where uh, you started they probably get more out of that home group if the home group is well run possibly possibly David, thank you so much. Uh, Our time has has really run out, but thank you. That has been extremely stimulating. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Um, We hope to provide another perspective on leadership next week. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much for having me. Bye for now.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Church Society podcast. You can find the whole podcast archive on our website, churchsociety.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your usual podcast app and we'd love it if you are able to leave a review or give us a rating over there as well.